I think, especially in Nashville, you want to have a good idea. Mm -hmm. You want to be known as the person who had that cool lyric or that thing. Mm -hmm. And to be helpful in a co-write, I've learned sometimes you have to be willing to be the person with the worst idea in the room. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just to say it out loud Mm -hmm. and rule it out as an option. Because if you're trying to help someone else figure out what a lyric is, it's helpful to also figure out what is it not. Right. So let's get all of them out of the way.
way to start uh, <laughs> conversations about music mixing right. and the creative industry hey. ah, we still got the intro yeah we still got it we're just improving as we go I love it. well thank you um first of all for the musical number oh totally totally um, yeah. but also just for letting us come into your literal house yeah. welcome. Welcome. <laughs> right. welcome to our home where i spend all my time <laughs> right yeah. yeah it's beautiful it's beautiful love what you've done with the place thank you yeah um so i'd love for you to take a minute and uh talk a little bit about who you guys are and what what your what your stuff is for sure so we're wild harbors mm-hmm. um we're married singer songwriters who live and work in nashville tennessee um, that's a recent change for us. We used to live in Maryland, yeah. oh, and nice. then got this great idea um, late, you know, later 2018. Of like maybe it's time to leave Maryland. So we spent all of 2019 kind of getting our stuff in order, and then we moved here in February of 2020. Nice. So you can see. <laughs> so you're thriving. Nice time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's been um that's been a big curveball for us recently. Mm-hmm. Thinking like, all right, we're gonna. You know, we literally told people at a bank we were going to pay our mortgage by traveling the country in 2020 and playing music for people. <laughs> and they believed us. <laughs> they had no reason right. not to at the they time, right? Right. right? Sure, sounds good. Now Have a all, house. It sounds like a weird joke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, but we're still here. Right. Um, yeah. So we're just kind of adapting and, you know. Mm-hmm. Moving forward with with the year that it's been since then, with yeah. right. looking looking at well, like well, what does music look like then? Yeah, in this new new scenario. Mm-hmm. So, what did it look like at first moving here and you know making the big move to come to Nashville, yeah. and then 2020 happens and you had to probably improvise mm. at that point. Yeah, like what was some of the things that you guys did? Well, some of I mean some of the like hidden blessing in it. We had so many friends who had planned out these great tours and things for 2020 that went mm. up in smoke. And because of when we moved, we were like, okay, we're going to get there February 1st. So we're Mm going to need like a month or two to kind of get like settled Mm -hmm. and then we'll book out the rest of the year. So the Mm -hmm. saving grace was that we hadn't already booked it of like, well, that's okay. So instead we kind of started off on home renovation stuff. Yes. Like one of our plans from the get go was we had friends that had been wanting to move to Nashville mm-hmm. and um, we'd been in talks with them even before moving to say like, Hey, like we're going to move here in a way that when we get here, we're creating a runway for you to get here too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So 
in our, like, it seems weird to talk about now because it's like, that's not a normal way to buy a house. But like, <laughs> we were talking to our friends about qualities of the houses we were looking at to be like, all right, we want something that you guys can like come live in basically. Right. Not right. long term, yeah. but like to at but least get here. Long yeah. enough to get here. Yeah. So one of the big things on our to-do list in 2020 was going to be like, all right, well, we know we want guests. Mm -hmm. um, so we need to basically do some renovations to get this space ready for people to come live in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in my brain, I feel like maybe every artist's brain, like you're always trying to monetize every aspect of your personality or hobbies right. that you can. <laughs> right. So it's like, all right, if we're already touring mm -hmm. and we're going to be away, doesn't it make sense to monetize that like space somehow? Maybe Airbnb it? Right. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, so that was kind of already in our pipeline, I think, as well. But it kind of sped up that whole process oh, for yeah. us where 2020 mm -hmm. quickly became like, all right. Time to build a bathroom, time to, right. you know, wall out a hallway, time to do all these things that I'd never done before. Right. Yeah. I had like grown up watching my dad do a lot of these things mm -hmm. and hoping, right. you know, right, right, right. <laughs> as much as you can when you're a kid and yeah. you have a dad who just knows what he's doing mm -hmm. already of like, okay, can you, but like spackling drywall was mm -hmm. the thing of like, oh yeah, I'm like, I've watched all these things happen and I can figure this out. So, I mean, thankfully, my dad, like, came down a couple of times, like, before, like, he came, like, right before and as COVID was starting. Mm -hmm. So, it was like, okay, let's quickly do a bunch of stuff and then get you home. Yeah. And then, like, doing stuff over the phone of, like, hey, so, like, I think I understand this, but how does that work? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, basically, like, turning our basement into a short-term rental property mm -hmm. um, on a faster timeline than we thought, but... That's turned out to be such a gift because now we have, we thought like after our friends like moved in for a few months and moved out, like we thought, okay, well, it'll become an Airbnb. Mm -hmm. um, so we were going through like all the different like check boxes of, you know, learning things like, oh, so you need an egress window for fire. <laughs> and that's not a thing we've ever like, but right. I bought this pretty bed. Isn't it great? So, <laughs> <laughs> But I did the fun part. Right. right. So like getting all that in order. But then we met this other great singer songwriter couple. And so they're living down there and have been living there like since January of oh, like, nice. yeah. do you need us to leave? Like, no, you're amazing. You can stay as long as you want. Yeah, it was kind of perfect. So. Turning Point Media down in Franklin, who we'd worked with for our last record, contacted us and said like, hey, we have this couple coming through town. If you want to get coffee with them, like, that'd be awesome if you want to connect. You're both married. Like, we'll do more than coffee. <laughs> Come live with Come us. live in our it, house. It progressed very quickly. <laughs> like, by the end of our first conversation, they were like, yeah, we're thinking of moving to town. It's like, well, we have a spot. Like, right. so like it's, let us know if you need somewhere. Yeah, they're so still anyway, here. So anyway, yeah. So that's like one big pivot for the year of turning into Chip and Joe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. So doing that helped a lot. Like it, it was kind of like okay, this would have taken so long if we had still been touring. And mm -hmm. obviously, we would rather be out playing shows and playing music with people. But like mm -hmm. to have that undivided time to actually complete it was really helpful. Yeah. So doing that, and then our um. We don't have, like, a huge patron tribe, but we have, like, a small, very loyal patron tribe, and mm -hmm. they have totally helped keep us afloat mm -hmm. in this past year of, like, okay, all of our sh show income just, like, mm -hmm. disappeared. Yeah. So having people who are, like, all right, you know, like, five bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, like, we're mm -hmm. just supporting your writing mm -hmm. process so that we could actually, like, 
when 2021 like turned the calendar page yeah. and mm-hmm. we started like writing a bunch more in earnest, we actually could do that instead of like, mm-hmm. well, <laughs> right. sorry, yeah. we have to go work at Starbucks. Like, you totally. know. And it's funny because it's like on the one side, like the financial aspect of having patrons has been cool, mm-hmm. but I feel like what's been better has just been the social aspect yeah. mm-hmm. of like, there's a group of people that I've told I'm doing this thing mm-hmm. and you're going to see something from it. Right. And once you open that door for people, I think, for me at least, and the way my artist works, it's like that creates some sort of pressure. Like, That's oh, accountability. Yeah. It's yeah. like, well, yeah. you have to do something. Like, yeah. My first band, and I say band loosely, it was me <laughs> and two buddies, and I really did like all of the work. I, yeah. And yeah. not to like say like I did it. It was just yeah. like I was really passionate about it, and they were like, this is fun, and this is right. Totally. But, totally. And yeah. honestly, I couldn't have done the things that I did without them because. It was the realization of, we're doing this. I told them we're going to do this, so I'm going mm-hmm. to come up with a song and then yep. show them and be like, what do you think this could be our next song? <sighs> Absolutely. And like that that kind of kept the motivation going. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out the Holiday Boys, Wyatt Yay. and Ben. I love you. You're amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Social yeah. accountability is such a huge yeah. factor for me. Where mm-hmm. It's like, well, if someone's expecting it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden it's real. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just a thing you're pretending at in your brain. Right. So I think especially after spending so long in like renovation mode mm-hmm. to feel like, yes, we have the financial ability to carve out time for writing was great. Mm-hmm. But also in a world where your entire social circle has been reduced to one or two people, mm-hmm. even the idea that someone's out there, I don't know where they are, I can't see them, but someone's mm-hmm. out there paying attention. Right. Mm-hmm. Responding. Mm-hmm. Um that was a motivator, just to be like, all right, so sit your butt back down right, and keep doing that thing that you're supposed to be doing. It's kind of like a step beyond just the fans that you know you have when you go to yeah. shows and stuff because it's like this person is specifically, consistently, financially invested in, yeah. in my success and so right. I want to like move forward and totally continue. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Right. So what is it... What has the rest of 2021 looked like as you kind of stepped into doing more shows? Do you guys gig all the time? And also, since I haven't spent much time as a gigging musician, and yeah. especially not in Nashville, yeah. like, how does that process look? Do you get more, do you search out more opportunities, or do you get more people yeah. inquiring? How does that work? Yeah. Um, so the rest of 2021, it's hasn't looked like a very tour-heavy year for us. Mm-hmm. When stuff was starting to finally look kind of like the doors might be opening a bit. Mm-hmm. We were not in the crowd that was like, we're going to charge out and mm-hmm. go right away. Mm-hmm. Like, we we're kind of like, okay, cool. Like, it's like hearing your favorite restaurants open again. It's like, all right, well, let some other people go first. And then like, <laughs> let me know if it's any good. Right. right. Like, like, I don't think I have it in me to be like, sure, and book an entire tour just to have mm-hmm. everything shut down again in a month and have it right, all. Right. Like, Fool me once. <laughs> right. right. Like, no, thank you. So we wrote a lot instead. Mm-hmm. Like 2021 was really for us a writing year. Yeah. Like just getting songs ready for our next project. Yeah. And then like we did with the record before, we do get to a point where we say like, all right, we really should play some shows mm-hmm. so that you have some real world experience playing these songs in front of people yeah. before mm-hmm. you've spent the money and the time and the resource to put them on record. Yeah. Because maybe you think they're great, mm-hmm. <laughs> but something about being in a live setting and playing them and getting people's reactions, but also just gauging your own reaction as you're playing it tells yeah. you a lot about the song Yeah. of like, is this what I want to be singing for five more years? Uh-huh. Or is this, you know, 
do I care that much? Like, mm-hmm. and it just helps you weigh those things, I think. It does. Yeah. So that was August and September for us of okay. like, okay, we're going to like really put a lot of energy into that. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad we did. Like, a lot, it looked a lot different in some ways. Like, so yeah, like in terms of the, like, you know, are we getting inquiries? Mm-hmm. Are we putting stuff out there? Mm-hmm. I think it's different for every single artist, especially now, (laughs) everybody's like, what are we doing? But, um, but yeah, for us, it was thankfully like a mixed bag of both of like people asking and also us putting it out there, working with a couple organizations who are getting off the ground to promote Mm -hmm. like house concerts. So our August and September shows were almost all house concerts. Okay. Um, and it just seemed like a safe way to do music yeah, right now. It kind of, of like, ended up being the best fit. Yeah, like we can, a lot of them were outside, which mm. isn't, it's not our typical house concert format, but with COVID, it just made so much sense. Like, mm. okay, well, let's be outside when we can. Yeah. Um, it's a smaller group of people, you know, like you're not at risk of having a venue shut down a show and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you are shutting down a show, nobody's out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there aren't people who are like, well, shoot, now I don't get paid. Like, you know, right. yeah. Um, yeah. So it was a lot of house concerts, which wound up being really sweet because especially in COVID time, like there's so many variables for attendance. Mm-hmm. Of, like, That's true. Yeah. Gosh, like you have a kid come home from school with a fever of like, well, we don't know if he has it or not. But now like we have yeah. to be careful and we can't come or mm-hmm. like. We also were in some states, like every state we went to is different. Like mm-hmm. some were like, okay, we're going to be so careful. And some were like, I'm sorry, you want me to wear a mask? I'm not coming. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. okay, well, there's that too. Yeah. Like yeah. you just, it's different everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it was kind of a sweet way, a sweet way to do that. And a big, a big part of our move to Nashville, which was a thing that I like never thought I would do like, like first learning about like Nashville being a music town and everything. It was like, well, why would I live there? Everybody does that. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. they don't need more, like Mm -hmm. they're fine. But then we've spent more and more time here over the years of Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay. All the people we work with now are here and Mm -hmm. there's such great community here. And also it's in the middle of the country. Mm-hmm. And we were leaving from the East Coast every time when mm-hmm. we wanted to go tour. And we were getting more true. Midwest shows than we were, like, exclusively East Coast shows. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're like, okay, let's book some stuff in Texas and leave from Maryland and yeah. drive, like, 20 hours. I'm like, oh, okay, this is kind of hard. Yeah. So it has even just, like, that two-month preview into, like, living here and touring from here instead of Maryland was like, oh, this is so great. Like we can go out for a weekend and like hit some of these places and not have to always be planning out like the two week Mm -hmm. solid thing to like make sure it's efficient to get to these spots. Mm -hmm. Like that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That helped us a lot. And we still go back to the East coast and play, Mm -hmm. but you can do a leg that way or you can do a leg the other way. Mm -hmm. So, so that's kind of, you know, we've played, we've played some things in Nashville, Mm -hmm. but I don't think that we, expected to be playing tons like actually in the city more so like working with the people here and then being able to spoke out from here to go play shows you don't seem like the kind of band that would be like chilling in a bar on broadway (sighs) that was my first experience with music in nashville it was like noon on a monday and it was raining 
and we were like on, this was like before we had done anything musical here at all. And we were just on like a Southern road trip with friends Mm -hmm. and we like go to Broadway before we go anywhere else and walk into this bar at noon. And our friend who's from like Lebanon, the Mm -hmm. country is like, this is amazing. I love it. And this is great. And it's just a girl like playing her guitar. I'm like, this is my name. Remember my name. Like strumming her songs to an empty bar except for us at noon. And I was like, I hate. <laughs> Get me out of here. And then learning, like, oh, okay, there's more than just that. Mm-hmm. Right. There's way more to the music, like, scene, and it's so healthy and vibrant and fun. And there's it's a lot not more just. Than Broadway. Yes. Exactly. Broadway is very specific. You it know? is yeah. very specific. Yeah. yeah. So, how did you guys get started as musicians, first oh, of man. all? And then, like, tell me a little bit about your story, the progression that made each of you who you are, and now the both of you who you are, you know? Mm. Yeah, that's so interesting. Thinking about, like, where musician life began, I feel like it's supposed to begin when you pick up an instrument and you start, like, learning it, Mm -hmm. or, like, you start learning to sing. And I don't know, it's been interesting for me as you say that, even, like, I was always an artsy kid. Mm Like, I always drew pictures, like, I was into filming videos, like, just all sorts of writing plays, acting, like, all sorts of creative stuff. Yeah. And I loved music, and I felt like, personally, I could sing, like, fine. Mm-hmm. Like, not, like, amazing, but, like, good enough for me to not be embarrassed. Yeah. Um, And so it's just funny, because I've always felt, like, in some way in my brain, it's, like, not like I was a musician, mm-hmm. but, like, there was just some hurdle to me being able to participate in it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like which is mainly the fact that I don't write songs and I don't play any instrument yeah Mm -hmm. but like everything else about it it's like I listen to music all the time I Mm -hmm. sing I write songs in my high school notebook that are right you know you were like an artist yeah 100% through and through totally but you felt like you weren't necessarily a musician it's just like I didn't have any of the tools to be Mm -hmm. that one sect of what an artist could be. Mm-hmm. And so I think learning to play like piano in college was definitely an unlock for me mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, it's like you're just literally like pushing these buttons on this thing and that's what makes chords. Right. Like, okay. <laughs> and it's the same like bum, 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 bum yeah. on this as it is on a guitar where you're contorting your hand into this god-awful shape to make <laughs> the same chord. Right. Like yeah. something in that for me was like, okay, so... This is the same thing. If my favorite band can hit that chord and sing whatever comes up on their heads, mm-hmm. why can't I do that too? Yeah. Like, so there's there's no special power you need. It's mm-hmm. just like, just start doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me, like, I think probably around 2021, 20, starting to play chords on the piano mm-hmm. felt like the beginning of... Um, Maybe not 2021. Sorry, Sorry, 20 years old, 21 years old, around that. I thought you were like the year. I was like, what? Around the ages of 20 and 21. When I was was 20 or 21. That many years old. Got it. Sorry. That was right. (laughs) No, I can see how that would be. There was a moment I was like, dang, you became a musician last year. Literally, (laughs) we'd been playing shows so long, I figured I might as well start playing an instrument. Like, the idea was we... That's how this works. It was like, we moved to Nashville so that we become musicians. 
You've heard a lot of Tell musicians hurts. who've moved, moved here. You haven't heard of someone who moved here just to become a musician. It's <laughs> <laughs> a long way to go. Uh, so around the ages of 20 or so, 21. Sorry, yeah. So around the age of 20 or so, I started figuring out the idea of chords. Mm-hmm. And for that, for me, it felt like a painter discovering paint. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. I've always known how to draw, but I've never known how to paint. So for me, it was like, I've always had words or ideas or whatever. Yeah. But learning how to just make chords on something felt like the first time I was like, all right, well, now I can put them together to make mm-hmm. four minutes of something. Yeah. However good or bad it is, I don't care. Like, right. it's just mm-hmm. beginning. That's cool. Yeah. That's really fun. What about for you, Jenna? What's your origin story? I... So I was, like, just always singing from the Mm get-go. Like, I remember, it's funny, you have, like, flashes in your brain looking back of, like, all the little snapshots or, like, the highlight reel or whatever Mm -hmm. of, I remember being four and going to work with my mom. I was an only child at that point. Um, And, like... I would have, like, my Fisher-Price little people and stuff to just, like, play in the back while she was, like, doing her thing. And I'd be, like, making up musicals. Like, that's just what they did and that's just what I did. Yeah. So it never felt like this, you know, like, well, when did you start to say, like, I just always did. It just Mm -hmm. came very naturally. Um, But, yeah, like, I, so I always did that. Always loved music. Um you know, played clarinet in school, like mm-hmm. had piano lessons from my grandpa for a very brief amount of time, but he mm-hmm. was a very stern German man. And so that didn't last too long. <laughs> right. I was like, I want him to be my grandpa again, not my piano teacher. Yeah. Um, yep. So like, yeah, I I remember being in like late middle school, like the summer after eighth grade into ninth grade of like discovering some new like bands and things and had gone to the summer camp and was like, Whoa, there's this whole other world of music mm-hmm. and finding some of those like female singer songwriters. I mean like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool. I didn't know this was a thing. Like, yeah. cause all I'd been listening to was pop radio. So I'm like, I've got my Ace of Bass CD. I've got my Spice Girls CD. I'm good. Like, yeah. and discovering all of that was so like life changing. And I think it's it's been really interesting for me these past few years to kind of reflect back because when I dig down to high school Jenna, mm-hmm. like there was no doubt in my mind that I could do that. And I would write songs and they were what exactly what you would expect a teenage mm-hmm. girl to write in her notebook. Like there right. was nothing landmark going on <laughs> whatsoever. They were basically like, I heard this pop song on the radio and I'm going to rewrite the words. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it does... Uh-huh barely even changed the melody like that's kind of what was going on but just did it all the time and always had people like thankfully I had friends who played guitar or piano like Mm -hmm. I didn't really delve into the instrumental side of things um and then it's been interesting to see how like at some point and I've like dug into a lot of this with like counseling and different things but like at some point after graduating from college and like we played music together in college, like that's, you know, like we were friends hanging Mm -hmm. out in college before we were ever like dating or married and like would play with our friends. They would play for us because Mm -hmm. we didn't still really know how to play instruments Mm -hmm. of like, sure, we'll sing the songs and you play them. And that sounds great. Yeah. Um, 
And like, like at some point through different things that happened, it kind of became this like, how do I say it? This, this thing that I still like loved to do, but somehow the idea that it had ever been a possibility for me to do that, like for a living got this curtain drawn and it was Mm. like, it never existed. Hmm. Like not a like, well, I can't do that anymore, but just like, nope, Hmm. like gone. That's not an option. Hello. Yeah. So it's been really, I have a bunny at my foot. (laughs) (laughs) Hey girl. Um, yeah. So like it, it took a long time Like, I had all of this music in me, and I had been in, like, musical theater for years, like, just had all of, all of this time singing in me and things, but it took a long time, like, throughout our marriage of, like, Chris having to sometimes slowly just, like, you know, like, there's a lot of things you're good at. Like, I I was a teacher for 11 years in a public Mm -hmm. school, and he's like, you know, you, you're a very good teacher, you're very good at all these things. But I think you could be really great at this. And, mm. like, I don't want to see you lose out on the thing you could be great at because yeah. you're kind of hiding in things that you know you can do that you're good at. Mm-hmm. And it has taken a lot of unraveling and vulnerability to, to like, get to the roots of all of that. And, yeah. like, oh, like, I did know how to dream. Mm-hmm. Like, at some point I knew how to like have dreams that weren't guaranteed, mm. you know, mm-hmm. instead of just like, well, I don't know how that would even work. I don't understand how that line of work works. So it's yeah. just like not even a place I'm willing to go. Yeah. So I'm very grateful that we are where we are yeah. now. And it's funny, like if you, you know, like just some of the like shows that we've gotten to play or people that we've gotten to work with and things like if you told high school Jenna that that happened like she would be she would be in shock of like I don't think she would have like assumed that it was actually like possible but also Mm. it would totally have been in line with like the things that she loved yeah and if you told 10 years ago Jenna what she was doing she would not believe you because it would be so far removed from like any possible life Mm -hmm. plan of like what are you talking about that's not what i do that's Mm -hmm. not like my life so i don't know it's just been an interesting journey into like learning how to admit that i want things Hmm. um that's cool yeah so both of y'all become established musicians and then at some point paths cross and you're like let's do this together yeah tell tell that story sure yeah so i feel like jenna hinted at it like we've been playing music together before even i feel like we had artistic identities as musicians Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like our first gigs were just on our college campus just doing like covers gigs things Mm -hmm. like for like campus events and it got to the point that we did those long enough that you know the people who were playing music in the group said, well, I'm going to go do this real thing. Like, mm-hmm. you guys can keep doing that if you want, but, like, I have other stuff to tend to. Yeah. And so it gets to the point that, like, we'd already had a book, like, a gig booked, and we, like, looked at each other. It's like, we're the only two people on this gig. Like, everyone <laughs> else is, like, doing something. What are we going to do? Yeah. And so it was, like, literally the first time that the two of us stood on stage, just us, and, like, 
I think just like played Ring Around the Rosie at a keyboard, <laughs> like playing like. It's the only thing we could both sort of play. Right. It's <laughs> like we can kind of play this and do our like Counting Crows cover or something to like, <laughs> how are we going to fill 20 minutes of this? Right. Like, mm-hmm. So that felt like kind of maybe a point where we kind of had to look at each other in some in some regard and say like, if we're going to keep doing this, mm-hmm. we can't keep relying on other people to show up and playing our instruments for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there needs to be some faculty that we're taking now to take ownership of whatever this is going to look like if we want to keep doing this thing. Yeah. And like after college, we just, you know, went from college campus gigs to like coffee shop gigs to stuff like that. And yeah. Um, slowly, slowly started to get a little bit better about playing our instruments or working in songs that we'd written versus cover songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, maybe initially it's like 10 covers and one original. Right. Yeah. And then next year it's like three originals and seven covers. Like it just starts mm-hmm. shifting. Yeah. And as we just kept doing that, it's like, we have a lot of songs we've written at this point. Like, mm-hmm. and you start doing enough of those gigs and people start saying stuff to you. Like, do you have a record? Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, no, I guess we should make one. Like everything <laughs> yeah. felt just stumbled into it as a result of like, well, I guess that's the next logical thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Like we're already playing these shows around town, singing these songs we've written. Mm-hmm. Why shouldn't we have a record that people yeah. can listen to them when they're not here? And at this point it was very much like by songs we've written, Chris would write songs yeah. and mm-hmm. I would write songs. And it would be like, okay, well, mm-hmm. we'll play the one that you mm-hmm. wrote that's about this and then we'll play the one that I wrote. Like, there wasn't mm-hmm. any kind of collaboration yeah. happening at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other than just figuring out how do we sing them together. Like, I wrote a song, so you should sing on it too, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So that kind of came later. Like, we made our first record together, like, with a college student at another university. Um and it was like, okay, this is a collaboration of Chris's songs and Jenna's songs. Mm-hmm. I guess the band will be called Chris and Jenna. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and just here they all are as we're kind of like stumbling along, figuring out how to do this. Yeah. Like, was it challenging trying to like co-write? Because uh, I know for me, when I was first, like I've written some songs and I felt yeah. like stepping into the space of doing it with other people was tricky. Oh, yeah. It's become... Like I like anything, I think it's become easier the more we've done it. Yeah. Um, especially the more we've done it with kind and gracious and patient people. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you can throw anyone into that mix and have a really bad experience. Mm-hmm. It's fortunate that the process of our art has looked like taking those two Venn diagrams of like Chris's songs and Jenna's songs and trying to push them mm-hmm. into one circle to say like, I don't want this overall effect to always feel like, well, she's going to sing a song and I'm going to sing a song. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. we want it to feel like now that we're this band, like you're hearing a song the artist wrote. Mm-hmm. And with co-writing for some of the songs that we did on that record with like our producer, like we'd show him the song we wrote and he'd say, well, what do you think of this? Mm-hmm. And sometimes he'd have a great idea. And sometimes he'd have like a laughably bad idea. <laughs> yeah. And I go, no, no, not that at all. But <laughs> It taught me a lot because I think, especially in Nashville, you want to have a good idea. Mm-hmm. You want to be known as the person who had that cool lyric or that yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And to be helpful in a co-write, I've learned sometimes you have to be willing to be the person with the worst idea in the room mm-hmm. just to say it out loud mm-hmm. and rule it out as an option. Because if you're trying to help someone else figure out what a lyric is, it's helpful to also figure out what is it not. Right. So let's get all of them out of the way. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's really just, sometimes it's just like 
throwing things out mm-hmm. there and a good idea oftentimes is really just what's stumbled upon. Yeah. Right? yeah. So if I'm just crumpling up paper balls and throwing them at you, like what are that what about this lyric? What about this lyric? Mm-hmm. Your brain just starts going, No, not that, not that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But eventually something in them you go, Oh, oh but wait, but wait. Mm-hmm. And you start your it's response. Yeah. As opposed to just stagnation. And it's also like then you feel more confident about what you chose because you chose it. It's not mm-hmm. like if you only had this lyric ever, there's kind of this seed in your mind of like, was there something better? Mm. It's like, no, no, we worked for like this is on purpose. This is intentional. Totally. Yeah. 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 So Yeah. And I think like, you know, the initial process of that was just us. Cause we we lived in a town where like there were we had a few other friends who like wrote songs and did things but not yeah. many. Mm-hmm. So it's the two of us kind of figuring this out together and like for me at first it was so songs were so personal. Mm-hmm. Like this was like my diary pages being poured out. So for you to then sit here and be like, well, I don't know about that line. It was like, how dare you right. <laughs> of yeah. this inability for me to think about like it being anything different of like, mm-hmm. but that's what it is. That's mm-hmm. what I wrote. Yeah. Like, how could it change? Right. And like learning how to like move on from it being only personal mm-hmm. self-expression to like moving into the craft of songwriting. Like, mm-hmm. okay, well, sure, that's what your diary page like poured out, but that doesn't mean it has to stay mm-hmm. that. Like, mm-hmm. you can craft yeah. a better song mm-hmm. with this other person in the room, and it doesn't mean that they're attacking the core of who you yeah, are. Right. And that took a lot of yeah. learning for us of how to like broach that kindly to each other yeah. mm-hmm. of how to do it in ways that didn't just feel like we were ripping each other's songs apart yeah. like mm-hmm. how to how to fight for the best song yeah, and not totally. just like when it becomes about a song and not a person it's a yes. different conversation mm-hmm. yeah. actually i feel like the the best way i learned that was not from a music podcast but a comedy podcast huh. um it was dimitri martin talking about like a stand-up special he'd film for netflix or something and he's in the editing room at this studio going through the footage and um, John Stewart from The Daily Show was in there with him, and he's saying to John, like, oh, I don't know about the way I'm doing this. I, I don't like the way I did this, and it, when it goes to this shot, I kind of do this. And John Stewart stops him and goes, I'm going to stop you right there. You need to realize that's not you. And for him, it was like this separation then between the content he had created as a creator mm-hmm. and who the person sitting in the chair was. Mm. Says, okay. You're not on screen. You're sitting here in a chair. Mm. Something you did and we recorded is on a screen now. And that's mm-hmm. not who you are. Mm-hmm. Okay. And wow. so for me, it was like, okay, mm. if I make up a lyric or if I write Born to Run or whatever it is, <laughs> it came out of something I did. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to treat it the same way I would treat my heart or mm-hmm. anything like that. It's not that precious anymore. Like it is in some ways, but yeah. in some ways it's also not me. Mm-hmm. Like. It's interesting the way that people write um, songs for different reasons, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. and like for instance, like the songs that you wrote originally were were deep and personal, and so there's a space where like every lyric that's in here is coming from a truthful place of who mm-hmm. I am. Yes. And like that, there is nothing nothing wrong with that. Like no. that is really cool. Yeah. And it, but it's cool being like that is a space for songwriting, and then there's another space where it's like it's like let's create something that's 
that tells a story or that that moves in a direction but isn't necessarily pulling from like we're creating content yeah we're not like spilling our soul but we can use what we've learned and what, what we're passionate about to like bring life to that story totally yes. it's cool like the different spaces that songwriting can um can fill and can occupy absolutely yeah and it's really two skills it's like you can it's hard to create a song out of nothing and say like, here's all my raw emotions, here's mm. all my personal feelings. Mm -hmm. And then to look at that song and say like, all right, that's beautiful. What do we want to use, what do we want to do with this song? Mm -hmm. Is it just a song you want to sing for yourself in your room? Yeah. That's great if it is. Mm -hmm. Is it a song you want to put on this record or something or play in front of these people? Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, if we're trying to communicate to something to people with it, mm -hmm. what are the ways we can edit it? What are the ways we can play with it and shape it to be succinct or more clear or you know mm -hmm. little things like that like where you can put on that different hat to be like all right well if that's what we're gonna do then like let's fine-tune it like we would fine-tune anything yeah. yeah so most of your guys' songs then that you guys do as wild harbors mm -hmm. are they what kind of space do they typically fill what's kind of like your goal in the songwriting approach yeah for those gosh yeah so we have a, a big wall right now just of little seeds because it's been a year of like just catching up with ideas that aren't fully formed yet. Yeah. So normally for us, it starts with like one of us will bring an idea to the table, it feels like, and say like, hey, here's kind of just the gist of it. Mm -hmm. It's a song about, you know, what if this happened? Mm -hmm. And then maybe maybe there's a chorus attached to it. Maybe there's a verse. Sometimes it's just as vague as an idea. Mm -hmm. And then we'll kind of put our heads together for an hour or two at a time um, and just start trying to flesh it out a bit. Yeah, I think I think as we've written and kind of like evolved into Wild Harbors, it's been a realization of like, okay, the songs the songs that we're creating that feel the most like true to sing and that resonate mm -hmm. with people are ones that are like fostering connection and encouragement mm -hmm. for people. Um and trying to be just really honest. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's being honest about like digging into relationships of like, hey, so relationships aren't always like easy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and mm -hmm. so let's sing about that, about how like it's worth it to press into hard things. Mm -hmm. Or yeah, about like, I, I think this whole journey of, the journey of like becoming the band Wild Harbors like involved us leaving behind other jobs and like taking a lot of chances and things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I think us realizing the importance of how everybody is born with things that they love mm -hmm. to do and mm -hmm. that that's on purpose. Yeah. Um, and we're meant to do those things sometimes as a full-time job, sometimes not yeah. like we don't, it doesn't always have to look like that. Yeah. But us realizing that like that's not a thing that you just put away as you like get older like you're supposed to really lean into the things that you love to do when you're younger mm -hmm. and yeah we've been so encouraged to see other people like resonate with that message mm -hmm. of like wow like we're seeing what you guys are doing and i'm thinking about how much like i have always deeply loved baking and just felt like well what could that matter mm -hmm. like you know or mm -hmm. i have always loved you know this or that and it does matter. Like, it's not just a, well, okay, you can bake something for somebody one time. Like, that can make a big difference in people's lives. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And I think 
so yeah, I think like the space of Wild Harbors, like when we're crafting songs and thinking about like, well, what kind of space does this fill and like why, like those are a lot yeah. of the things bubbling to the surface. Yeah, of- and like, like you were saying, like I feel like that more than a musical vibe or anything else is kind of what we use as the rule of thumb to define like what is a Wild Harbors song? Mm-hmm. Like does that song speak to the possibility of connection? Mm-hmm. Um, does it speak to people who might feel alone? Like is it yeah. something that brings people together? And yeah. that's kind of for us like where we start saying like, all right, is it the sad breakup song we wrote? And that's cool or whatever, like from whenever, <laughs> like that's probably right. not one of those songs that we're going to be using for that project. Mm-hmm. But we're looking for songs that I think are meeting specific criteria in that world too. Yeah. Mm, that's cool. Mm-hmm. So the name Wild Harbors. Yeah. 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 What's the story? Right. Well, we told you we played for, played as a Chris and Jenna for a while of just necessity. Literally, mm-hmm. we had a, a record to make and didn't have anything to put on the cover. Yeah. I said, my name is Chris and your name is Jenna. The end. There it is. I mean, that was easy. A lot of people <laughs> run without their whole life and it works right? great. So. Yeah. Works yeah. great. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't until we started doing our last record um, here in Nashville that we started getting questions. You know, if you get a question from one person, you're like, oh, interesting. They thought to ask us that. Mm-hmm. If you get a question from five people, you're like, you start oh. going like, why is everyone noticing? So mm-hmm. a lot, a question we got a lot was like, so the band name Chris and Jenna, what does that, how did you guys land on that? What does that mean why? to you? Why? Why, why that? Uh, I don't know. And it felt like just being like, well, just kind of because. Yeah. Right. Just we felt didn't. like it wasn't enough. Totally. It's like you realize it feels like you've been driving with like a fake driver's license forever. It's like, I don't know, it just worked and no one pulled me over yet. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. So for us, it was like, maybe there's a thought behind this that we haven't given it. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Cause if like, if you guys were writing songs and it was the like personal songs, mm-hmm. like the breakup songs, the yeah. like, this is instead of trying to create content, you're trying to basically like bear your soul. Yeah. If yeah. that was the vibe and the direction you're going, you could say like, we felt like the way we could honestly be truest to ourselves was to just keep our name in the title. Totally. That was it. And that's a reason, right? Yes. Like, and so in and that case, people would be like, oh, that's, that's great. I love that. And yeah. what I would have told you in 2010 was I had just watched like a VH1 behind the music or something with Goo Goo Dolls mm-hmm. and Johnny Resnick was like, I hate the band name Goo Goo Dolls. Like, I can't believe we picked it, and now we're stuck with it, and I have to play under Goo Goo Dolls the rest of my life. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was on this, like, I was like, that's it. We're not picking some dumb band name. Right. Just mm-hmm. to, you know, just it's just going to be our names, because yeah. I'm never going to mm-hmm. be sad about my name. Like, let's just make it that. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it was almost a refusal to participate in <laughs> the, the the study of it or the yeah. creativeness of it. Yeah. So never mind, just me. My name, like that's fine, right? right. Yeah, but and when we yeah. were when we were making this past record, it was kind of like we were noticing that it was a departure in a lot of ways from those like just intensely yeah. only intensely personal things. Like mm-hmm. there, we were it was more co-written than it had ever been, so it had a different sound than anything mm-hmm. we'd ever done because yeah. we had collaborated on all these songs and all our influences had like mesh to form something new yeah and it was then also on the heels of like me leaving my job and different things and it was like a okay Mm -hmm. if there was a time this is kind of the time and our Mm -hmm. producer being like yeah i mean you guys like have this gift of where you haven't even really made a ton of first impressions yet Mm -hmm. with what you've been doing so this is kind of the perfect time to like rebrand and Mm -hmm. like if you're gonna do that like this would be it so it felt it felt really like timely um 
And in terms of the band name itself, it was, I mean, we were literally writing down words on pieces of paper yeah. and pulling two at a time out of a hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, We'd have like games okay. in the car. It's like, all right, I'm going to say a word on three. You say a word on three. And then whatever we say, like, that's the band name. <laughs> like one, uh-huh. two, three, werewolf. Ninja. Uh, no, okay. <laughs> right. Like, all right, we'll scratch that one. That's yeah, definitely different. Yeah. Werewolf Ninja. Yes, so, great band name. Still yeah. available if anyone wants it. Yeah, that's yours. But yeah, we'd, we just have hundreds of them, and we'd start saying them, and like, well, does this sound dumb? Does this sound dumb? We had so many dumb-sounding band names. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, Wild Harbors came pretty late in the game, mm-hmm. and I think our producer's response was like, yeah, I'd wear that on a T-shirt. That sounds fine. <laughs> like, right. he's, you know, this idea of like, it kind of matters, but it also kind of doesn't. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, it just needs to work. Yes. Yeah. Um, or as we were thinking of it, I said, like, if this is a restaurant, what is the name on the restaurant that gives you an idea of what kind of food they're serving? Mm-hmm. Sure. Because, okay. yeah. you know, as we were told, like, if, well, Chris and Jenna, when I hear that, I think maybe it's like a guy and a girl and she's playing a glockenspiel and it's kind of cute mm-hmm. love songs maybe or something. And, and it was w- like that yeah. at one point. At some point maybe but... it was, but that was not the record we were making. No. So for us it was a matter of like, well, what name can we put on this to best give people an idea of like, what's the kind of music they're going to hear when they open this thing up? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so it had a lot of cool, like as we bounced things out to our circles of people, um, mm-hmm. we liked a lot of the insights that people had when they heard that one mm-hmm. of just like, you know, wild things are not tamed, and we were in a season of, like, we don't know what's happening. This is all uncharted territory, and mm-hmm. a harbor is a place that you can leave from or come back to, and, mm-hmm. yeah, like, there there was just a lot there. Like, we don't need it to concretely mean this one yeah. thing, but this is conjuring a lot of images that feel true. Yeah. So, mm. for, yeah. yeah. For me, it was less important that it means something off of, out of the gate, like, what does Coldplay mean? Right. Coldplay. Right. I wonder if Coldplay knows what Coldplay means. Right. I know, But right? it starts to mean something once you have an attachment to what that artist does. Mm-hmm. So you develop a meaning from your experience. Right. So I felt like Wild Harbors had a lot of capacity for me to, to find meaning in. Yeah. That I felt attracted to. So that, that name then is pretty new in your guys's... In our yeah. world, yeah. World, yeah. That launched... What beginning of 2019 is that right? 2018. We were yeah. We changed the name in the beginning of 2018. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it is relatively newer because yeah. we had recorded that fall before in 2017. So. And you don't hate it yet? No. I've stopped thinking about it, which yes. is the best part. Nice. Yes. After you know, yeah. you make a record and you think the work is done, and then you say, well, now for three more months I got to figure out what to call this thing mm-hmm. now uh-huh. those were the worst months because uh-huh. yeah, I don't know it feels so overwhelming and important and mm-hmm. you know ultimately the the big thing is you can just be done with it and move on with your life and keep going and right sometimes you think of it and you go oh yeah that yeah. sounds fine it yeah. also really helps with like being married and moving into working on this band full-time instead of just like you know, nights and weekends and things like that to be Mm. able to create some separation of Mm -hmm. like, okay, we are working for Wild Harbors. And then when the work day is done, now we're Chris and Jenna. Like now we can just be our married selves and like Mm. be able to actually like take the hat off instead of perpetually like not knowing like, you know, we're always working Mm -hmm. or that type of thing. Like that's really helpful. That's that double-edged sword again. Like if you're playing in a band called Chris and Jenna, you are Chris. Mm-hmm. And if you book a gig and just Chris shows up or something, 
where's Jenna? Right. right. You're told something right out of the gate mm-hmm. from that band name. Yeah. But with Wild Harbors, I can say, hi, my name's Chris. I sing and play guitar in Wild Harbors. Mm-hmm. And when I go home at night and I change into my pajamas and I put on a movie, I'm not in Wild Harbors anymore. I'm mm-hmm. off. Like, right. So it's a nice, healthy yeah, separation for me between mm-hmm. what I'm doing yeah. professionally and creatively and who I am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And some uh, people handle, like, have their own. Yeah. There's a million people whose artist name is their real name. Like, John right. Mayer is John Mayer. Right. And they handle that, like, so beautifully. But I'm sure it's always, like, a thing for people. It so it just helps us. Yeah, it is interesting how different and real that is. We've mm-hmm. had, I feel like work-life balance has been something yeah. we've talked about on several of the episodes of this yeah. season. Yeah. Because, like, that's, that's a real thing in the mental game of how do I hang up this hat and actually... Right. Be myself or figure out who I am and contribute that to my creative work, but also like maintain the integrity of who I really am outside yeah. of that. Yeah. Totally. That's weirdly really hard. That's a that's a right. big thing. Totally. Yeah. Especially when maybe you're married to the person that's also in the band with you. Right. Um, I think it can be especially hard, especially with like social media, like to say like who I am am I what I'm told mm-hmm. from all these people. Like yeah. If you start to believe some of that, you know, mm-hmm. start to believe your own hype. Like, there's mm-hmm. all sorts of ways, like that, yeah. that separation between presentation mode and yeah. personal mode. The lines just get so blurred. What have been some of the blessings and hard things about you guys working together, like mm. all of your life together, kind <laughs> of thing? You know? Yeah. I mean, the blessings are like that. I mean, of course, it's it's a blessing that we still get to do what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Like, especially after the year that was 2020, like, I think it's, we're very fortunate that we're still in a place that it works for us to be able to do this, which yeah. is great. Yeah. Um, with being married, I think we probably both always have a long game in mind where it's like, all right, we're doing this now. There might come a day that we're not doing this. Mm-hmm. That will be okay. And what is neat about it is that I think we probably always have one eye towards those hidden skills where it's like, mm-hmm. we're building a lot in doing this that's going to transfer over. Mm-hmm. If it's credits in a college, mm-hmm. like they're all going to transfer to the next thing yeah. in a way that feels really beautiful. Like we're writing songs together. So we are making melodies and lyrics and content and all this. Yeah. Um, but sometimes it's a bad song. Mm-hmm. And on those days, what you're really taking with you is, well, we learned how to communicate better if you're doing that. Yeah. I learned how to listen to you and really hear what you were trying to say. Yeah. And even though the song sucked or whatever, <laughs> like they're not all going to be great. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to carry that part with us, mm-hmm. um, certainly into the next song, but also mm-hmm. into the also into the, the time of life where maybe we don't need to do that. Like maybe we need to listen to each other for more important reasons. Yeah. Right. Like I don't know. That's what's neat about, I think, having that, yeah. that connection. Oh, man. That communication piece has been huge. Like, we don't have the option to just, like, come home from work and, like, each do our own thing and go to bed and then go off to work mm-hmm. and, like, wake up five years down the road of, like, who are you anymore? Mm-hmm. Like, we have to communicate all the time. Mm-hmm. And so we have to fight. We have to right. like get into all the like, what is wrong with you? How does your brain work so differently than mine? Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. it it has just forced us to do that, and that has like yielded such good fruit in in our work, but in our marriage as well. And I feel like they've kind of fed each other in really helpful mm-hmm. ways. And I think like 
I th- oh, man, one huge perk is that, I mean, we, we were friends long before we ever dated. So mm-hmm. we have liked hanging out together for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful all the time, like whatever season we're in of just like, you're in the car with me when we're on the road. Like one of us is not saying goodbye yeah. to the other one of mm-hmm. like, all right, go play your shows. I'll be mm-hmm. here. Like mm-hmm. there are so many couples who weather that so well. And I'm really grateful that we don't have to, that we get to do it together. And who knows? I mean, there might be a season right. in the future where we need to, but, but yeah, I'm really grateful that we get the opportunity mm-hmm. to hang out together yeah. and do mm-hmm. it together. So, and still get our, you know, our alone time because too much of a good thing is still too much. So, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so there's totally days where it's like, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. And I will like you again in five minutes, but right, right that, now that, I need to be away from That was you. definitely a conversation in buying the house. It's like, there's only one room in this house. I'm going to need at least two <laughs> so I can go be alone at some point. I yeah. know. Oh man. But, yeah. Man. So what... What's in the future for you guys? I mean, partly who knows, right? Right. <laughs> but if, uh, like, dreams, hopes, visions, if Wild Harbors mm-hmm. could go somewhere, or if Chris and Jenna could go somewhere, sure. mm-hmm. what would that be? Yeah. Chris and Jenna will be um, staying home for the next few, like, probably starting December. Mm-hmm. We're going to be hunkering down for a bit with uh, baby number one on the way. Oh, right. So that's expected January 1st. So yeah. that's a big deal. Once yeah. we get off the tour we're on right now, we're going to be probably laying pretty low. Mm-hmm. So settling down for a bit and just learning how to be yeah. parents. Right. That Figure, is a big next thing. <laughs> speaking of um, hard division, like, you oh, know, boy. turning off some of what we're doing and just separating for a little bit just to say, like, all right, yeah. time to like, just be at home. Yeah. Um, and then I think professionally, like next year will probably be some recording time for Wild Harbors. Like mm-hmm. um, now that we have these songs that we've been working on in 2021, yeah. getting to the point that we're saying like, all right, like, is it an album? Mm-hmm. Is it, you know, some singles? I don't know exactly how the format's going to release, Yeah. but I think 2022 is going to be the year that we start getting some of that stuff out there. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, that'll so be nice too with being at home a bit. Like right. now that we're at home, we're in Nashville, so it's like, all right, well, we can easily mm-hmm. pop over to a studio and do some of that work while we're here too. Yeah, yeah. so that'll be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're looking forward to that, and then learning how to tour with a baby. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> that'll yeah. be that'll the be next adventure. Yeah, yes, totally. And, and yeah. it's so encouraging being in. I think when we lived somewhere where we were some of the only people doing what we did. It was so hard for me to envision how can this work? Mm-hmm. But now we live here and there are people who do it all the time. And is it hard? Yes. But right. everybody figures it out. And, and you're not alone in that. Yeah, right. Totally. Like, okay, well, if y'all figured it out, we can figure it out and we can all support each other. Like I, being able to have like touring mom friends that mm-hmm. I could text of like, Hey, so what do I need to register for? Because we're going to be on the road with this baby. Like right. yeah. that is gold. It is yeah. gold to have other people who are like, even if you, because of your like work schedules and life schedules, you don't get to see each other tons, mm-hmm. but you know that you're there for each other yeah. of mm-hmm. like, I've got you. And when you don't know what to do with a toddler on the road, like we can mm-hmm. talk about it, you yeah. know? Yeah. That's cool. Even so. the fact that like that's a normalized thing here. I know. Versus like maybe where we were coming from, like so much of the culture was like, what? it's good that you guys are doing what you're doing, you know, before you have any kids. Right. Like, while you're young. Right. While you're young. <laughs> right. You're so like, young. Okay. But what if we want 
to keep doing right. it. Right. Like, like that, that subtext and all of that mm-hmm. versus here. It's like, oh, cool. Having a kid. Yeah. And that's something that's, that's something I feel like is really encouraging. Like in one culture, you could have, feel like there's zero affirmation in what you're doing because people just don't get it. No. Right. And not bad on them. It's just no. so different. Yeah. It's and, just outside of their box. Right. And so then being in a spot where you're surrounded by people that get it because that's what they're walking through too. Yeah. You can get like encouragement, support, advice, counsel. Oh my gosh. And yes. even just the knowledge that you're not alone. Yeah. Yes. Just it's feeling huge. like you're part of a group that that's a normal thing for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to have that reflected back to you like, yeah, of course you're doing that. Like, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Like that affects a lot. That camaraderie is really important. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for you guys. Thank that you. That sounds like a yeah. heck of a fun season that you're walking into. Yeah. We're It'll gonna be an adventure it. for yeah. sure. <laughs> It'll be brand new for us. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for uh, talking. Absolutely. This has been it. so fun. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Thanks oh, for absolutely. coming to yeah. our home. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, man, I don't even know. I'll see you sometime. I reckon, yeah. Yeah. You know? I hope next so. Next time we're in Nashville. I would love yes. that. Yeah. Sounds and, great. Yeah. We'll see you next episode. Love it. Bye. Bye.